reentry, recidivism, mass incarceration, criminal justice reform. Yeah, these have all become popular topics in the past 15 years. It seems that a lot of experts have emerged and everybody has an opinion and a program to solve it all. I've been on the ground in prisons and on the street doing the work for the past 34 years. And I want to introduce you to others who are on the front lines grinding it out every day. I'm Rocky DeYoung, and this is Kicking It Off the Grid. this episode, we're talking with Ken Ealing. Ken Ealing has been the CEO of Montage Marketing Services since June of 1972. If you need to bust out your calculators, that's pretty much 50 years. Prior to that, Ken was a communications supervisor at 3M and a copywriter previous to that. Ken and I met about Oh, maybe 15 years ago, because Ken is very busy in the recovery and reentry world here locally. And he was also one of my first mentors in the federal reentry court when I worked for U.S. probation. And he continues to have the contract with U.S. probation to provide mentoring through his social enterprise that he created called Montage Reentry Solutions. I've been the program manager at Montage Reentry Solutions since its inception. And uh, Ken has just been a joy and just an invaluable resource for our community. So, let's kick it with Ken. Well, greetings, Ken, and welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Rocky. Well, I sort of had to, because you're my boss. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Uh, Ken, give us a brief introduction to your history as in the business community here in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Okay. Well, I started uh, my business um, 50 years ago, Montage Marketing Services. I started as just a one-person operation, uh, working out of my house. Uh, we were fortunate enough to grow it to 125 employees, and we had a client base of over 2,000 businesses uh, in the U.S. And, and Canada. And then about 10 years ago, I sold the majority uh, part of that business. And I've been involved for almost 20 years in mentoring men uh, that come out of incarceration or uh, come out of uh, treatment for addiction. And I wanted to spend more time in that uh, work area. And so when I sold the majority of the business, I kept our local clients uh, as a way to kind of fund a, a social enterprise that would focus on reentry. 
And so for the, the past four years or so, almost five now, we've been tasked by the U.S. Pretrial and Probation Services to uh, recruit, develop, and supervise mentors for the uh, Minnesota Federal Reentry Court System. So in addition to that, we uh, provide uh, reentry planning uh, in four um, federal Minnesota federal prisons, and we also offer consulting services to the the reentry community at large. So that's kind of uh, where we've come from, from a business and now into a social enterprise focused on reentry. So any advice or encouragement to other businessmen who are listening, how to get involved with this kind of work, or what's the advantage to doing it the way you've done it? Well, I guess uh, one of the key things that I've learned in this process is that the the point that stands out in my mind is the uh, the struggle that most uh, people have with accountability, uh, being responsible for your your results and actions uh, to meet expectations. And I don't know where this where this comes from. Probably it starts at home or, or in the school system where there's a lack of expectations, clear expectations and consequences. And they, they learn to get by by making excuses and kicking the can down the road, blaming others, um, playing the victim card, that type of thing. No real plan. No, yeah. no. And so it's a learned behavior and, and becomes a lifestyle. And when they uh, move into the real world, it doesn't work out so well. And so the, the criminal justice system itself cannot really solve this problem on their own. Uh, it's no longer a controlled environment of the courtroom or, or the prison. They're out into the world. They're out into society. And so I think society has to step up and uh, come to the fight as well. And for businesses, I think they have a role to play there, and I think there's three reasons. One, um, we are experienced in accountability. I mean, that's kind of our meat and potatoes. And we have, we have the business people make good mentors. Uh, they have knowledge of how things work, and they have connections. They can help people navigate through, the, through life's issues. Number two, business is where the jobs are. And that's important for both the, uh, the reentry population. They need jobs, and it's important for business because they need good workers. And there are gems out there in this population, this reentry population. But you have to know how to, how to discern, how to figure out who's, going to, who's ready and who's not ready. Becoming involved, you learn those things. And then number three, it's gratitude. Uh, it pays to honor the community that uh, provides these advantages where your business can operate. It's kind of like accountability itself. So those are the three things that, that I think why business should be involved. Where do you start with us? You can start by just observing a reentry court session or a peer group uh, mentoring session. And then there's a number of ways you can help. Mentoring is one. Um, providing jobs is another. Job opportunities. And third, there's always a need for financial assistance as well. Yeah, and f for years, uh, the system has said all, all anybody needs coming out of prison is a job. Uh, and yet their numbers remain the same as far as 
recidivism. Right, the rate has been flat for decades. Yeah, yeah. So apparently it's not just a job. That's right. Uh, it's job retention, employment retention. So if a business is going to get involved with uh, second chance opportunities and hire people coming out, they should probably have some assistance to help improve their odds of retaining this employee. Right, and we can we can support them in that right. in that role as well. Right, with the consulting services and that type of thing. Because it is a different world. Uh, you have to be there. You have to be exposed to it uh, to really get to know it. Yeah, I just uh, lost another guy yesterday to <laughs> a guy I'm mentoring. <laughs> that happens. Uh, he's had trouble um, keeping a job because uh, he doesn't get along with <laughs> management. So <laughs> when his supervisor tells him to do something, he's not necessarily feeling right. But you can, you can also learn to identify that, uh, that characteristic before you hire them. Right. And that's where we can help you. And I do know one thing about this population is honest, upfront conversations go a long way. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Now, your experience in mentoring um, uh, federal clients coming out of the Bureau of Prisons uh, you've mentored, I don't know, six, seven, maybe eight individuals. Some have succeeded. Uh, some have not succeeded. Uh, anything you learned through that whole process? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you learn a lot. Uh, I guess one of the things I've learned is that they're, they're individuals. They have some common qualities, but also they have very distinct uh, individual-specific uh, qualities as well. They're all different people. Yeah. So the rules uh, don't apply perfectly to everyone. So you have to uh, deal with each person uh, individually. Yeah, general guidelines, but remember always they're an individual. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no cookie-cutter solutions. No. Um, I get into quite a few discussions these days. People ask me, what's the politically correct term to refer to somebody who's just coming out of incarceration and there's three or four phrases floating around right now, which <laughs> I can't keep up with all the new stuff. So I like the term individual. There you go. It reminds me that they are an individual. Well stated, Ken. <laughs> okay. Um, do you encourage business owners to get involved, to be a mentor? Oh, obviously. It's, it's, uh, it gives you a different perspective on life. You deal with uh, the world that you would not deal with otherwise. And also it's an asset uh, to learn about this uh, uh, potential workforce that's out there. Uh, the more you know about it, the more you understand it, the better you're going to be able to capitalize on it. And today with the shortage of uh, person power, manpower, uh, it's a very important uh, asset that you can put into your business. All right, well, let me throw this at you. Um, so, how old are you, Ken? We were uh, in a presentation at a church where we were recruiting new mentors, and so the mentor team was there to ask, answer questions. And one uh, of the people in the group said to the black gentleman, he said, well, what did you think about when they matched you up with uh, your mentor? And he said, the first thing I thought, what are they doing hooking me up with this old white guy? 
<laughs> it's cracker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, actually, we became very close, and uh, it worked out very well. Well, it, and, you know, I get asked about it a lot since I do the matching. And my philosophy is, and it, this is true, that this is not a debate. Someone coming out of prison does not need someone to guide them uh, by reminding them of their past and their criminal history and connecting in, in that respect. They need a guide out here who's been successful, either keeping employment or running a business or, or understanding how society works, who has social connections. Uh, that's how anybody advances. Right. They, they've never seen uh, the side of the street that I'm on, so I can show them that. Yeah, I often compare it to going to a lake uh, that I don't know. Um, of course, fishing analogy. And um, if, if I'm kind of crunched for time, it'd probably be good to either ask somebody where's a good spot to fish, or uh, best scenario, you get a guide to take you out. And he's going to guide you to spots that hold fish so you can catch fish. When I come out of prison, I don't need a guide to tell me what prison was like. Okay, That's true. That's right? true. Yeah. I need a guide to guide me in an area I'm, I'm unfamiliar with. This is new. Right. right? So right. I like the analogy. Oh, if I can find any fishing analogy for life, I use it. <laughs> yes. Here you go. All right, so as a mentor, here's another angle. What did you learn about the system, whether the court, probation, prison? Well, I started out mentoring uh, when I was volunteering at the Salvation Army Adult Rehabilitation Center. That's where I started. I started out helping them with resumes and uh, interviewing, that type of thing. Uh, advanced to a point where some of them who didn't have um, any kind of an education background but they had some skills, and they had difficulty at that time of uh, getting employment. It wasn't as easy as it might be today. And so we helped them uh, start small businesses. Uh, for example, one uh, individual was a um, uh, crack addict from uh, Houston, a black fellow who uh, was a heck of a shoeshine boy. And so we set him up um, with uh, attorneys downtown Minneapolis, a regular route where he could go into their offices and have their their shoes ready to shine, and he would shine them, and and he could make a living that way. And we also got him organized so he could um, take used shoes and uh, recondition them and shine them mm -hmm. up nice. And then we, he opened up a small store on uh, uh, Broadway in, in North Minneapolis selling used shoes. So he made it, he made his livelihood that way. Oh, excellent. All right. Um, well, the business community chipped in, um, and I think I know a few of the gentlemen that you were working with at the time, to set this individual up uh, in a, um, a business, a career, a livelihood that uh, he was already skilled at, etc. He just needed some contact to make that happen here. So, but as far as the system, meaning, you know, uh, the courts, uh, and federal courts are interesting, right? Um, learning about courts, probation, somewhat complicated. And probation is almost a misleading term. It's community supervision, okay? <laughs> 
Probation is the official term before you, uh, where you might get a pro probation sentence instead of going to prison. But both the state and feds use uh, community supervision for, and in the federal system, it is your second sentence, if you will, three to five years usually in Minnesota for your federal paper. But um, when you started, like myself, I knew nothing. <laughs> no, I, I did not know a lot about the, this system, how it actually worked. But just uh, participating, being there, you pick it up. Yeah. And I think that it's one of the things that um, we can now help people with because we have learned and we can bring them along faster probably than we came along. Right. Uh, there's certain things you probably shouldn't say to a federal district judge. We've seen that <laughs> or happen. Their, or in their presence. Yes, we yeah. have. <laughs> I think one of our first reentry court sessions, and we'll have an episode on reentry court to explain this fully, but uh, one of the participants who had just been released from prison told the judge he thought she should lose the, the robe, you know. <laughs> They had a little conversation outside. <laughs> yeah, you just don't say that stuff. No. Well, there again, that's learning yeah. how to function. Yeah, and I think it's not uh, just the mentors or, or the uh, mentees that are learning. Uh, people within the court system are learning as well in this environment of, of mentoring and discussion and, and uh, support. I've seen the judges uh, acknowledge what they've learned, how they've changed. I've seen them change. Exactly. POs as, as well. Well, you, you have three cultures meshing at, at one time. You, you have the criminal justice system, the court, and probation. Then you have the individuals who just got out of prison, and they're still using the same language, kind of thinking the same way. Then you have mentors from the community, and all three are sort of helping each other communicate. Right, yeah. right. No, the same thing will apply to employers. They have this attitude or idea, generalization of this group coming out of uh, incarceration. But if they get involved, they can uh, they can start to change for the good. Yeah, yeah, and it helps dispel a lot of the stuff you see on TV, right, or what you hear in the media. I love it when <laughs> politicians start talking about prison reform and the criminal justice system and you're about two minutes in and realize they have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> uh, yeah then I turn it off and uh, relax a little bit and then get back to it it's too bad all right so how can other business owners not only get involved but uh, and I think you touched on this a little bit already but not only get involved but um can they reach out to you to uh, maybe you sure. probably direct them to me or right yeah how does uh, that work? Give us a call. You can find us on on the web, uh, montagereentrysolutions.com. Um, contact us there. Give us a jingle and and we'll uh, get you started. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's a few um, companies we're working with right now that have express an interest in starting a second chance pathway to come into their companies to be employed. Uh, but after our initial conversation, they realized there's probably some other things they should have thought of. Um, and so we'll have some meetings. 
iron some of that stuff out and um, direct the appropriate people to those places. Right, and some of the things they'll learn is, will help them in uh, managing their existing workforce. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Same things apply. So um, on that topic, employment, uh, and your experience in reentry court and mentoring all these years, what's, what's maybe the top two things that interfere with a person keeping a job? Well, when they first uh, come out, uh, the first thing you want to do for men is to find a girlfriend. <laughs> That's true. And, and uh, that can lead to uh, complications, especially mm-hmm. early on. So our, our advice is uh, normally to hold, back, hold on, off on that. Now wait a while. Get your feet on the ground first. And they usually have two reasons for connecting with someone on the outside right away. One right. is transportation and housing. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, of course, too, using uh, interferes as yeah. well. Yeah. So, you yep. got to stay away from the drugs and alcohol. Yeah, and if you're, um, boy, we, we tell uh, guys this all the time. If you're coming out and you're thinking about getting high, um, you can. But you're just going to complicate everything. Your schedule is going to get so jammed up. Um, wait. Do your three years. Learn how to function. Put other things as a priority. When you're off paper, you do whatever you want to do. Right. My guess is by then, if you've actually done that, you'll probably have a pretty good pattern established and you won't need all that. So, Right. Speaking of the one individual you were referring to earlier. Yeah. The meeting, he called the other day. <laughs> he did. He I did. hope he wasn't in jail. Uh, he was in deep trouble. Oh, dear. Yep, yep. Um, unfortunately, failure is part of this. Yep. Um, you got to learn how to deal with it. You're not responsible for success or failure. You're responsible to learn, listen, occasionally give advice, uh, but be there just to uh, assist and, again, guide in the community uh, so people understand how it works. Uh, are you planning to do it till you're 90? <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can be of value, I'm, I'm here. You, you, Who knows how long that'll last. <laughs> well, you have that, not only that quality, but that reputation. Because uh, you, you come to work every day. You do your thing. You're, you're always willing to engage and get involved in the community. Uh, couple, a, any new projects you're working on? Uh, yes. Um, uh, very involved in um, uh, developing the spiritual aspects uh, of my life and, and how that uh, manifests to other people. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. Little projects I've got going on the side. Okay. How about uh, with Mr. Washington? Oh, yes, Mr. Washington. <laughs> yes, I'll be on his board. Okay. That, that's really exciting. I'm really looking forward to that. All right. And, and there, there's a, um, a clear and obvious contrast there. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Washington has just started a nonprofit. He's, we'll have him on as a guest soon. Uh, but he started a nonprofit to uh, assist with assist us with um, reentry court and this is um, serving primarily the african-american community in reentry court that's having a hard time adjusting um, 
so he's formed a group. Uh, they meet on Zoom once a week, and the group is growing and it's branching out uh, to different cities. Um, lots of people chiming in. The court loves having this as an alternative sanction in a positive way. So instead right. of sending somebody to treatment, they say, you need to go to Eric's group. Yeah. And Eric's been a longtime mentor for us. Yes. He does yes. a great job. Yeah. But Eric wants you on his board. Um, so we'll get the old white guy <laughs> jumping in there with, <laughs> with all the brothers, which is I'll fantastic. I'll be there. It's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> So I'm expecting Eric to come by this afternoon. Oh, we got to see hope him. that works out. Yes. All right. Anything else going on? Uh, no, that's it. All right. Nothing? All right. All right. Well, Ken, um, we're going to interview you again, hopefully, uh, in another three, four months, see what's going on. Okay, Talk if I'm still kicking. If you're still kicking. Yeah. <laughs> find out what's new and what's happening. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, and, thanks uh, for having me. We've got the limo outside waiting for you. All right, thank you very much. All right, thanks, Ken. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And check out our website at montageranchysolutions.com for trainings, consulting, materials you might need to up your game. This has been a Smart Compassion production made possible by Montage Reentry Solutions. Take care and live life, people.